Hello, hello, Marvel Talks listeners. I am your host, James. I'm back this week. Uh, Peter is not. He is out of town. So I have a guest on my show tonight, who is Micah. Hello, guys. I'm a, my name is Micah Roberts. I'm a president of Pastel Productions, and I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I'm actually on the crew with him, and we have a blast. It's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, so to continue our... This, I guess this is just the intro for this episode. Um, what we'll be doing is we'll, I'll give you a couple things to consider for this next topic. We will tell you about some things that are happening, um, not personally, not in our lives, because that'd be weird. Um, and yeah, so we'll be discussing some Marvel superheroes in the MCU, specifically the X-Men, because we haven't seen those yet. And for hopefully they're coming soon. Um, we have a we have X Men movie something earlier coming soon. Soon, yeah. Oh, with all these talks about Deadpool and right, 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 right. Uh, whole Ryan Reynolds and Wolverine and huge huge Ackman, huge jacked man, who 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 could Ackman? Yeah, that guy, the Australian <laughs> who's you know kind of cool that we all know and love. He's Australian. Yeah. This is a revelation to Micah now. We're <laughs> I finding did out. Not know that. <laughs> <laughs> did you know that Chris Hemsworth was Australian? What? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we will uh we're gonna be talking about some pop culture stuff today. Who you would like to see as the X-Men in the MCU. Uh we'll take a brief break and hope you enjoy the, the little Marvel fanfare right after this section. Alright, Marvel listeners, welcome back. Um so before we start going into our topic today, there were a few things that I forgot to mention last week, because last week they were like baby ideas. Yeah. Sauce. Yeah. So Mike is actually trying to operate his computer with his feet right now. It's kind of entertaining to watch, but also kind of uh, disturbing how good he's actually doing. I'm so close. He's so close. Oh, oh the wrong direction. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he can't do it. It's it's humanely impossible. <laughs> Definitely possible. I just need practice. Um, but so last week we uh, we we are on the same production crew at here at BYU Idaho in Rexburg, um, and how like how long ago was it? The maybe about a couple weeks ago, a group of girls just just kind of decided to start a version of the Bachelorette, and we're not using that title. Who for anybody who's listening to this. Um, it's actually match made in Rexburg. And so we, as the film crew, we, we get the opportunity to kind of see everything and anything. We we follow people with cameras like stalkers, kind of. It's It can be a little disturbing. Yeah. Uh, it's it's reality television. Yeah. Uh, or, or, uh, I, I mean unscripted television. Yes, it's very unscripted. It's ridiculously unscripted. It is ridiculous. Um, but it's, it's a lot of fun. So if you're not following them on Facebook, go ahead and give them a follow. It's just called Match Made in Rexburg. Um, and I guess if you want to see more of our shenanigans, go find Pastel Productions. It's just Pastel underscore production. We kind of just do whatever. Micah had some food the other day. Yeah, it was, of, I, I gave a review for... On Rexadilla. Rexadilla. Quesadillas. Quesadillas. <laughs> it was pretty fun. I was. I had this great idea for the 
place where we were, each one of the members of Pastel Productions would contribute to the page, but not as a production crew. <laughs> yeah. They were just kind of like, have you ever seen Corridor Digital? Like, every member has their own personality and then their own camera. And that's kind of what I imagine. It's the hope and dream I have for Pastel Productions. Yeah, so hopefully it takes off, right? Yeah, hopefully it takes off. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. So if you're not following them, go give them a follow. Go give us a follow. Because we're... We like to think we're entertaining also. We, who knows? Yeah, we I might mean, be kind of weird and, bo- weird and stupid, yeah, but who knows? We, we're fun. We think. Go, go follow us. <laughs> All right. Yes? All right, so what are we here to talk about? So we're talking about Marvel, X-Men, and the MCU. Like, oh. Have you heard of the X-Men? The X-Men? I may have. There's like a poster around here somewhere, I think. <laughs> yeah, there's a Wolverine one in the hallway. Yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was that's good. why I was looking around a little. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. No, Wolverine. Uh, I, I used to watch the, the TV show. Um, so you're a true 90s kid? I guess so. High five, brother. Yes. 90s babies. Although, I, there were many different TV shows about the X-Men. You out of herbal tea there, bro? I am now out of herbal tea. Anyway, continue. How sad. <laughs> I was drinking out of a camera lens, so it made me feel really cool. Yeah. Only bosses get to drink out of camera lenses. It, it's Micah's. They, they he let throw, me borrow it for tonight. They throw away that kind of money. <laughs> <laughs> it's just jump change. Jump change. So, uh, uh, what, what was it? What was the question on the table? So, Wolverine. You were talking about Wolverine. Oh, I was in, talking about Wolverine. In the cartoons. Ah, well, I mean, Wolverine, I watched that one TV show where they they were, like, in high school. All the X-Men were in high school, and it was showing them growing up, and, like, mm-hmm. the X-Men first being gathered, and it was pretty cool. Wolverine naturally didn't play a huge role in that show. Like, you saw him, you saw him every once in a while, but, uh, like, my favorite part was, uh, Kurt, like, Nightcrawler. There was an episode, I remember... Where Nightcrawler was uh, scared to use his powers because they slowed down uh, his power because they had a theory they wanted to prove about what did he actually travel to another dimension to travel time and space. Mm-hmm. And it turned out he did. And, but the place he went to was terrifying. But previously he went so fast it didn't matter. But then they wanted to slow it down. Then when they slowed it down, he was like, uh, he was "This like, place is weird. This place is freaky." So he didn't want to. He didn't want to go back. And so the end of the episode, basically, those demons come from the other side of the the other dimension he travels to, and the only way he can get this one girl that he's interested in, that he's had to dance with, uh, out of the danger is to teleport. He has to go ahead and teleport again, and he's like <laughs> terrified, and then. He does it, and then, like, you're like, ah, oh, resolution, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> resolution, hmm, should I trade the girl for demons, or no? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oddly, I think I kind of remember seeing that show. Yeah? Yeah, as you were talking about it, I thought, wait, I think I kind of remember what Nightcrawler looked like in there. Yeah, I, I especially liked Kurt in that show. Yeah, he he's kind of a big favorite among people. Him and, uh... Of course, Wolverine. Wolverine's like the big iconic character, but I mean, Wolverine's just bad, eh? But everybody yeah. loves teleportation. Yeah. Like, who doesn't love teleportation? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, 
He left, like, you've seen the, the X-Men movies, right? Like, yeah. Have you seen the second one where it starts with him in the, like, at the very beginning? Actually, you know what? Maybe I haven't seen them. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a problem, oh, Micah. Oh, shame. Micah hasn't oh. seen X-Men, people. It, it's okay. They're going to become irrelevant soon. You mean, like, the first X-Men, and then second X-Men, and then the third one, right? right? Right, like, that original trilogy. I didn't see... I only saw the third one. The uh, third one was okay. Yeah, you thought the third one was okay? All I remember that was whenever Raven... Right, that's her name, right? Yeah, Mystique. Mystique, like, turns back to normal because she defends Magneto, and he's like, you're trash now. Yeah. She's normal. And she's, like, yeah. butt naked <laughs> on the like, ground. She basic. <laughs> <laughs> she basic. You're, like, you're a basic human. No, nope. basic human. No can do. Woman. No can do. You used to be hot, all blue, and everything. <laughs> then she transformed. And then she was still pretty attractive, just not blue. Yeah, just not blue. There's something about the blue. <laughs> blue seems to be a strong indication of power in this uh, universe. I, you X-Men. know, I guess. And if just you're blue, dabba dee, dabba die, then you must be all that in a bag of chips. <laughs> yeah, and not just an X-Men. I mean, like, there's Will Smith in the new Aladdin. Looks what? Like, looks like a freaking avatar. Wait, are we doing... Is, is there a, a live-action... Yeah, they're... So, if you don't know, they're doing a live-action version of Aladdin. Uh, they're doing a live-action of The Lion King... And it's the same actor or director who did uh, The Jungle Book, who, ironically, that director was John Favreau, who did Iron Man and Iron Man 2, and was in both those movies. I'm not sure how I felt about The Jungle Book. Did you see The Jungle Book? Mm-hmm. Well, I actually kind of liked it. You kind of liked it? I liked the graphics. The story was kind of weak, but the graphics were quite impressive. I thought the story was different from the normal one, and I liked that. I liked mm-hmm. that it was unique, yeah. and it wasn't like... Oh, we're going to totally copycat the entire the old show, right? right? Like we actually want to do something different. I like that, um, but I don't know. It was it was a bit different in the way that uh, one show. I guess when it comes to graphics, one show that I felt like did a really good job combining both graphics and story was the movie Sherlock, or was the movie? Is it? Sherlock Holmes? Yeah, with Robert Downey Jr. With Robert Downey Jr.? Yeah, those the were second great. one? I liked both those. I thought they were great. My dad bought never buys movies, and he bought the second one, and he watches only that movie. Yeah, it's He bought a soundboard good. just for it. Are you serious? Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> that scene in the forest when they're just running, oh my goodness, such awesome cinematography. Yeah, the what were they using for that? The phantom camera? I think it was something like the phantom camera. They were using camera. a drone? No, it was... Oh, you mean no, the no, no, Phantom. No. Or like the... Is it called the Phantom? I think it might be the Phantom. It's something like that. They use the same thing... That captures like a thousand frames or something? Yeah, a thousand like frames per second or something like that. And they use that in... Let me think if... Days of Future Past. X-Men Days of Future Past. Have you seen that one? Um, yes. So in Quicksilver, he's running through the mansion saving everybody. Oh, yeah. That, they use that same camera for that. Man, they must have pushed that camera to its limits. Yeah. Which, by the way, I think that's one of the coolest scenes I have ever seen. Hands down. Right? Oh my goodness. Like, you know, uh, animations can do, and cartoons can do a lot more than our modern, like, movies can. Because movies require, like, if you don't do make it look good, it's crap. Yeah. <laughs> but cartoons... It, it looks like, honestly, 
Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that. don't get me wrong, I, I enjoy that movie. It's funny, but that's the extent of what <laughs> basic uh, what is, like, cameras and equipment can do, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's it probably... Good, it was a great movie. That's probably even, like, lower quality stuff, because that was made by college students. Was. So... But, but they were, th- they think were of that very scale. determined to make their frames look pretty. Yeah. So they spent the time and made sure that they got their shots looking nice. Absolutely. Yeah. Which I think made all the difference, too. Absolutely. Uh, but that scene you're talking about is, like, like one of the top scenes. You could just watch that scene over and over again. Honestly, sometimes I just look up on YouTube, Quicksilver Mansion scene. Boop. And then just take those five <laughs> minutes and yeah, great, game. great song, great. It fits the occasion. Oh my goodness! How he's like smiling, he's like <laughs> flying out the window on top of the table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a. I mean that that kind of deter- Like that was a good depiction of that character. He was a teenager figuring out his powers, and he was like, "Oh, I can move really fast. I mean, might as well have fun, a lot like, of fun he with was it." Fairly experienced with his powers already, right? Yeah, apparently. Apparently, right? Uh, he hadn't tried doing anything super special with it until no. that point. Mm-hmm. But no. he was like confident enough that he could save everybody in the mansion while it's blowing up. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. So that let's come back to this X Men topic. So Quicksilver, you, you know that scene. You you've, mm-hmm. you've at least seen that movie, right? Yeah. So you have a good idea of what the character roster is. You see, you see almost everyone in that movie. Like, you see Wolverine, of course. He's, like, the main guy in all of them. You see Mystique, Magneto, Professor X, Quicksilver. Um, you know, I was a little disappointed that didn't hint at using Scarlet Witch at all. Because that was his little sister. Right, yeah. That's supposed to be huge connection there. Yeah, the and people. she's, like, one of the most powerful X-Men. Because she can, apparently, is bend she, reality. Is she even an X-Men? Y- yeah. I think <laughs> I, that like, that is where her origin is. Origin is, but she's in the MCU already, so it's kind of cheating. I mean, she's she's in the X Men universe, right? Because like the X Men have this weird mini universe within the regular universe of Marvel <laughs> that somehow is like both at the same time, but not at the same not time. Quite. It's like Deadpool with like all this Fox stuff. Like Fox. So, do you know about the Fox Disney deal? No. Okay. So, this is great. I can share my nerdy Marvel knowledge with Micah. Get on with it. (laughs) Everybody else. So, um, and I think I've mentioned this in a past episode where Disney has officially bought all the Fox rights to the Marvel, like all the Fox Marvel characters. And so that acquisition. Gosh dang you, Disney. Disney rules the world and they rule our lives too. But it's great. And we love it. But um, they bought the X Men franchise for like 71.3 billion dollars in like stocks and stuff stocks and something else i can't remember but it was a big deal like it it took all of 2018 to work that deal out and so finally this year maybe it's february march april may june hopefully by june they'll have it all figured out and they might even hint at it at the end of avengers endgame like the end credit scene might have something to do with x-men or wolverine or who knows but they can't, like, I was watching a video on this the other day. They can't really use the word mutant or um, X-Men, you know, in the MCU quite yet. Just because they don't have, they don't, haven't fully processed that deal. 
So they can't... Kind of like us in Bachelorette. Yes, exactly. You can't use the word Bachelorette. You can't use the word rose. Exactly. Or rose ceremony. So, so, but they can once they have once, once the deal is done. Deal is done. They can definitely start talking about the X Men. Yeah, then they can start releasing more X Men movies, and who knows what they'll do? They'll. It, I hope they just kind of incorporate them in, instead of having their X Men having their own little universe. You know. Yeah. So then that way you can see like Wolverine hanging out with Iron Man, but who knows who's gonna be Wolverine? That was the big question for my last episode too. Who's gonna play Wolverine? You know, I'm not a huge actor person, so I don't know the names of actors. I don't know the names of directors. And it's quite ironic. Because Mike is so into film and loves cameras and cinematography. And yeah, that's true. He's paying attention to the more detailed things, whereas all of us are paying attention to the most generic thing. Right? You know, it sounds <laughs> like you're trying to compliment me. I appreciate the effort, but <laughs> You're welcome. there's no excuse here for me not knowing more about the film industry. Well, I mean, there's film industry and then pop culture. Kind of different. It is kind of different, I guess. But Micah is very knowledgeable when it comes to cinematography. He knows all about that stuff. He's had You've had an internship doing yeah, stuff like this. Yeah, I had an internship in St. Louis. Uh with a company Cool Fire Cool Fire Studios they produce reality television and commercials it was pretty fun being among them but um, I don't know knowing directors isn't my forte yeah so there I mean there's that whole issue and that's like the big question with this whole Disney Fox acquisition is who's gonna play Wolverine you know, and a lot of people have hinted Tom Hardy you know who Tom Hardy is? Oh. he was Bane and Batman he was Ven- oh, he was really? Venom Really? Yeah. That's Tom Hardy? Yes. He had a mask on. I couldn't tell. I know. They always cover Tom Hardy's face. It's kind of weird. He has really hate his teeth, I think. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's you, British. <laughs> did you notice that in, in Venom? I haven't seen Venom. I've only seen like clips on YouTube. It's really kind of hard to look at sometimes. <laughs> I'm sorry, broski. If you're listening to this, Mr. Radcliffe... Dental plan. You might want to think about it. <laughs> We're talking to two different people here, but this is great. Are we? <laughs> kind of, yeah. Are you, are you thinking of Tom Hardy? Am I? Yeah, I'm thinking of Tom Hardy. But you said Mr. Radcliffe. Oh, gosh dang it. It's okay. Okay. Just, if you case Ms. you haven't Mr. met Hardy. Micah, this yeah. is kind of how his brain works. Like, his brain just kind of jumps, but it's great because sometimes it makes for great conversation. Just gosh. like now. <laughs> but, yeah, seriously... Tom Hardy. All the hate comments your coming my way. <laughs> <laughs> you may throw shade, but I throw shade back with my shades. <laughs> oh, man. Over my eyes. <laughs> but, so, but the... I d- so I was telling Mike before we started recording that one of my main ideas, the one that I would love the most for any character from the X-Men in the MCU is just Liam Neeson as Magneto. Because he's played a villain so many times. And everybody loves Liam Neeson. And I feel like Magneto's kind of one of those characters where like you could learn to love him even though he's bad. I don't know. This is where Mike's opinion comes in. This is great. Yeah, this is where my opinion comes in. And among like, other times. But... I don't like the character of Magneto. 
like, I've read the comics. I've, or some, I don't, I'm not an avid reader of comics. He's an avid reader of comics. But I have read a couple comics, and I still dislike him. You know how, like, uh, you can, you, like, tell the character of a person by what they do rather than what they think, right? Right. And, like, the, all action begins with thoughts. And so it's kind of hard to separate the two. And so whenever they're like, I'm doing this for a good reason, you're like, oh, yeah, well, I'm not sure I believe that. Are you thinking of, like, in Days of Future Past, too? I, eh. When he, like, lifts up the stadium and then he encloses, like, all the, all, like, the country leaders, like, the, the president. In the box? Yeah. Because, like, I could see how that that thought process would be implemented in that exact situation where he's like, I am going to do something bad, but, like, the end, what is it, the means justify an end? Is that the saying? The yeah. The end justifies the means. Right. So And so that's probably what he was thinking of as he was doing that. He's like, I am saving the future, but I have to do this one really, I have to do this terrible thing or this series of terrible things to justify a future where I'm not dead. Yeah, yeah, except um, it's that his means always tends to cause the necessary murder that he needs yeah. to cause and like, the end that he wants. And, like, it fills his, I guess, bloodlust, kind of? Like, his... Yeah. What's like, that word? The first time you thirst see him, for... Yeah, the first time you see him, he's murdering people murder. left and right with a knife that he carries around, right? For murder. A murder. And he's on a hunt to avenge... His parents. His parents. Okay, so you've seen this trilogy too. First Class, yes. Days of Future Past, Apocalypse. Same Apocalypse. Okay. Days of Future Past, I, I saw like portions of it. Okay, well, okay. Anyway, <laughs> continue. Weird. Whatever. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm just trying to get a feel for what Mike has seen and what he hasn't seen. <laughs> I can pretend like I've seen. I feel Days like I should have asked him this past. before, but we're just figuring this out now. There's like... There's a qualifier to be on this podcast. <laughs> we'll see if you make it next week. <laughs> Very hardcore study. Uh, wait, what's even the question on the table? So you, we were talking about Magneto and like his... like You were talking about how about he was his avenging his family in that series. Right. right. And like in that first movie. He has a hardcore bloodlust. And um, I don't agree with his bloodlust. I don't... Or rather, I don't agree with his logic. Because... Uh, I believe that you get to the end by the means that you do it. Like, the way you get to your goal is just as important as the goal itself. Mm -hmm. Um, Otherwise, you become really depressed in the middle. Uh, This is especially applicable in your own life. And I don't think that he has a solid grasp on what is important. Uh, He thinks that what's important is the end goal. And everything's going to be done after that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like... Bro, it's not. Like, life goes on after you reach your goal. So, like, you only have one goal, and that's of a future where only mutants exist. Or, like, I'm pretty sure his goal used to be that he survives, right? Yeah. And then he was like, well, I kind of learned how to do that, so I need another goal. Okay, um, kill all bad, kill, kill, uh, kill the people who killed my parents. Uh, okay, did that. (laughs) Then he's like... I'm going to make a new goal. Um, make the world a better place for mutants. Okay. And then, like, the only way to make a better place for mutants is to murder all the non-mutants. Yeah. And 
So this, I was watching some of those clips on YouTube, and I saw that one, you know. I feel like his main, like his main, main goal is just to do everything opposite from Professor Xavier. Because, like, you see how they meet in that movie, and, like, they become friends. But then you see their their views are just slightly different. You know, like, we do want a world where mutants are accepted. But Magneto is like, no, we want a world where mutants are ruling. And Professor X is saying, no, we just need, need a world where they coexist. Yeah. You know? and, but, and so then you see how, I guess... Maybe it's in that first movie how they're like, well, let's go find all these mutants. Let's see what they think. Or just kind of finding all their fellow mutants. But that was something that I think is interesting that Magneto might just be doing all this stuff just to just to be different and maybe like stir the pot because he likes to stir the pot. You know? Oh, that is a much deeper insight to the character of Magneto than I've ever heard before. Yeah. Um, that's much deeper than the murder just to murder. Right, and he probably does because he was. I mean, he saw that's his parents get murdered. Yeah, yeah, that's what he so did. So he's like, most "All right, life. that's what I know." Stab, stab. Oh, I can control metal. Throw metal. Throw metal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or let me just crush this case around you. Oh, oh. And that's another thing. Um, Magneto's powers. I would like to discuss that for a moment. Okay, but you have to admit it would be kind of cool to control all metal. Like you could literally do anything. Look, but if they simply stated it open the door. as his power... What? You could just open the door from here. Boop. <laughs> <laughs> like, hmm, what else do I want? Oh, I want that, that cup. Power oh, I realize that's was... plastic. <laughs> yeah, if his power was simply controlling metal, and they were like, it is what it is, I would have been fine with that. But then they tried justifying his power by being like, oh, it's through magnetism, hence the name Magneto, right? Mm-hmm. But no amount of magnetism will uh bend metal bend metal right right and if your power is magnetism then if your power is magnetism then it's you can't control what you're touching what you're attracting right you can't simply attract one cup out of a hundred unless that, that his power is that advanced and if it was the concentration for that would be insane It'd be like I want just this one thing. Okay, I really hope it's just this one you thing. you got to be joking me. <laughs> <laughs> Magnetism isn't directional. <laughs> hey, it could be. Do you think it could be? Potentially, yeah. <laughs> Realistically, probably not. Okay, fine. You but, know, I mean, it's the, it's the fact that they're mutants. These, like, those kind of mutants don't exist. There's only slight, very... There's very small mutations that happen in humans. So I thought it would have been really cool if his power was gen- genuinely limited in that way. Like, you can't control what comes to you whenever you turn on your magnetism. <laughs> that right? would be his challenge in life. Be like, <laughs> I'm so controlling my powers. Right? Like, it would have made him a much deeper character. And if he actually became bad, eh? That would have been even cooler, right? Mm-hmm. Um, have, have you ever read the book Mistborn? I have not. By Brandon Sanderson, they have a ability power thing in there where you can pull metals or push metals away from you. And that one is specific. But well, yeah. you can't... I can push my phone or pull it away from me. Is that a superpower? It's simply, like, towards you, your center of gravity. But, like, it's... it's is this my it's no more It's <laughs> no more control than that. And so you can't move it to the side. You can only make it move towards you. Oh. 
Okay, yes, that makes sense. And so it's very limited. But at the end of the book, one one of the characters who can do this actually ends up like doing some crazy stuff, moving things around in the air. And you realize that he's doing this only through pushes and pulls. And you're like, that's bad A, right? That, how cool would it be if he, Magneto... But maybe that's how his power works. He's pushing so hard that it's, it could be bending the metal. But would he be pushing and but pulling same, on different yeah, parts of it? Yeah, like maybe he's using those exact two concepts on everything he's doing. He's pushing so hard, but also pulling so hard at certain points where that could allow him to bend or metal or like in the third movie lift a semi truck up and then drop it who knows i mean which right like does he control it in any direction is it only a relation to himself i don't know because like you see i mean from that from that scene where he lifts up the truck like you see kind of what he's what his hand is what the truck is doing like he goes up and then down, and like he does the like he puts his hand vertical almost, so that then the semi like nose dives, kills the drivers probably, but somehow the people in the back are still alive conveniently for him, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> He's like, wait, this has to be convenient. Whoop. Let me just change that. But so yeah, that's I mean that's really just the the gist of that Magneto his powers, right? Yeah. He's pushing and pulling. Mm-hmm. For all we know, that is what he is doing. But there's probably further explanation that will take way too long to explain. Um, but I hope, I hope that answered some questions for the, for the listeners of what X-Men should be in the MCU. Who should play them? Continue thinking about that. Maybe we'll talk about that again sometime. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, so Micah has to go. Um, I'll just finish and wrap up. Thanks, Micah, for... Yeah. It's been fun. Bro, bro hug. Yeah, cool. Um, but So next week, we'll talk about... Uh, we'll, we'll take apart the MCU a little bit. We'll recognize some, some Easter eggs, some foreshadowing, just other things that maybe some channels haven't pointed out. Because um, I asked my wife what she would want to hear, and she said, point things out like in, in, the, in the movies. So that's what we'll do. Um... If Peter is with us, that would be great because he knows a lot of stuff. He's very knowledgeable in Marvel. Um, But I hope you enjoyed our episode of diving further into concepts of people and different characters. And hope you tune back next week. Thanks for listening.